I am your humble host here for Sounds Like Radio. Today we've got a great Gildersleeve starring Willard Waterman for you. And, hmm, and, uh, oh, yeah, and some good music. (laughs) Almost forgot what I was doing. Oh, hey, today's show, not only do we have Willard Waterman, but we also have Mr. Wilson. Yeah, Joseph Kearns, he'll be playing the father of Bronco in today's program. I always enjoy hearing Mr. Wilson when he appears on the Great Gildersleeve. Now this is something uh, would would be later a reunion for Joseph Kearns and Willard Waterman as both of these great actors appeared on Dennis the Menace, the television show in the late 50s and early 60s. So this is a sort of a pre-meeting of Mr. Wilson and the grocer uh, who was played by Willard Waterman. Uh, the name of the grocer in the Dennis the Menace show doesn't come to mind right now. You give me a couple minutes, I'll think of it. But anyway, Willard Waterman and Joseph Kearns would later appear on Dennis the Menace. But today, from September 13th, 1950, you're going to hear Gildersleeve. Well, he's going to meet Aunt Victoria. Now, he doesn't want to meet Aunt Victoria. Who is she anyway? She is Bronco's aunt. Gildersleeve doesn't want to meet her, but you know what? It's a funny thing that happens. Sometimes a, a little lady who you don't want to meet, who you have no no excitement about meeting, sometimes she turns out to be quite exotic. Yes, that's the case with Aunt Victoria. Here's Johnny Hartman on Sounds Like Radio. Funny how love can be Funny how you wanted me I dream of Funny how my dreams came true. Funny thing I should lose you. Never thought I should lose you. Funny how dreams can die when someone tells you goodbye. So funny that I could cry. Funny 
funny thing that I should choose you. Oh, I never thought that I would lose you. Funny. Funny world, ain't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was Johnny Hartman and Funny World. I like Johnny Hartman music. I got a, a lot of his albums, and they're always nice to listen to. And that's just one of the cuts for one of his great albums. Well, friends, today on the great Gildersleeve, uh, Gildersleeve Willard Waterman, he's going to be meeting Bronco's aunt, Aunt Victoria. Now, Gildersleeve doesn't want to do it. He's trying to avoid it, but he's going to be in for a very pleasant surprise. Also heard in today's show will be the judge, as the judge has just bought a brand new car. Yeah. You know, I'd like to get a brand new car, but you know what I think? I think about the brand new cars. They come now with all these new confangled inventions that I have no idea uh, and they don't have the ones that I want. I'm talking about for music. For instance, my car that was came out in 2007, it features a CD player. It has an MP3 CD player. It has a cassette player and, of course, a radio. So now if I put a CD in there, I can listen to that. If I put an MP3 in there, I can listen to that. I can play my MP3 player in there with the uh, cassette adapter. I tell you, it's got everything I need for listening to great stuff, including my show. But the new cars, have you noticed? All they have are these lousy Bluetooth player things. I don't have Bluetooth. I've never used Bluetooth. I don't know what the heck it is, and I don't want to know what it is. I just like my stuff, and I like the way it is. I'm setting my ways. I'm an old geezer. Uh, uh. Well, anyway, that's the trouble with new cars. They got these Bluetooth things in them, and I don't like it. So, uh, but they do have audio in inputs, uh, most of them. So that's the good news. But still, no way is it as handy as having all these little things like the CD player, cassette player, and all that MP3 player the way I do right now on my 2007 Chrysler 300 Hemi. Yeah, I love that car. And I still love it because I look at it still to this day and I still say, yeah, that's a nice looking car. Hmm, yeah. I still like it. You know, sometimes you get tired of looking at your car. This car, I haven't gotten tired of it yet. Well, anyway, that's the way that goes. But, you know, I often think I hadn't any car till you. When I talk to my Chrysler 300, I say, you know, Chrysler 300, I never had anyone like you till you. Then my Chrysler 300, it turns to me and says, uh, 
Yeah, buddy, you deserve me. <laughs> anyway, here's the great Billy Holiday, and I hadn't anyone. I hadn't anyone. That's right. See it. Till you. Oh, Billy. Here's Billy Holiday. I was a lonely one Till you I used to lie Awake and wonder If there could be Someone in the wide world Just made for me Now I see I had to save my love For you
very nice. The great Billy Holiday. And I hadn't anyone, do you? Oh, that kind of makes you feel special, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, friends, uh, today's show, Gildersleeve, he's going to be feeling special because he's going to be meeting Aunt Victoria. And did you ever have the experience of uh, meeting a girl who you think well, it wasn't going to be much fun and not much to be thrilled over? But then, when you meet her, you talk to her, suddenly, oh, your interest goes way up. Suddenly, you find her quite attractive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, girls, they can be, they can be funny that way. And Nat King Cole, he knows of a little lady who was funny that way. Nat, why don't you tell us about it? How she's funny that way. Here is Nat King Cole on Sounds Like Radio. I'm not much to look at, nothing to see, just glad I'm living and lucky to be I got a woman crazy for me she's funny that way can't save a dollar ain't worth a cent she doesn't holler she'd live in a tent I got a woman Crazy for me She's funny that way Though she loves to work And slave for me Every day She'd be so much Better off If I But why should I leave her? Why should I go? She'd be unhappy without me, I know. I got a woman crazy for me. She's funny that way. Better off if I went away. But why should I leave her? Why should I go? She'd be unhappy without me. I know I got a woman crazy for me. She's funny that way She's funny that way Yeah, it can be funny, all right. Nat King Cole, and she's funny that way. 
You're listening to Sounds Like Radio, our great Gildersleeve editions, as we are now about to listen to a September 13th, 1950 episode of The Great Gildersleeve. This was Willard Waterman's second episode of The Great Gildersleeve, and he does a great job. You'd never know it. You'd think he'd been doing it for years. Well, let's listen to Willard as The Great Gildersleeve now from September 13th, 1950 on Sounds Like Radio. Let's listen to... The Great Gildersleeve. Leroy, where's Uncle Mort? He's hiding. Well, I'm looking for him. Yeah, that's why he's hiding. Somebody looking for Mr. Gildersleeve? He's in the basement. Oh, for corn's sake. Tonight, in the second of a new fall and winter series of Wednesday evening broadcasts, the Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of parquet margarine and all those other wonderful Kraft quality foods. Listen to this really marvelous news about parquet margarine. In every state where the law permits the sale of yellow margarine, you can now buy yellow parquet margarine wrapped in a wonderful new flavor saver foil and at the lowest price in parquet history. Yes, the margarine that always tastes so good because it's always fresh now comes fresher, stays fresher longer than ever. Each golden quarter pound in the new parquet package is individually wrapped in a flavor saver aluminum foil to seal flavor and freshness in, keep staleness and odors out. And since the repeal of the federal tax on colored margarines, your grocer can now sell yellow parquet at the lowest price in history. If you live where yellow margarine is sold, get yellow parquet in its new flavor saver foil. Elsewhere, get parquet in the handy color quick bag or regular package. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Well, it's Sunday in the great Gildersleeve's town of Summerfield... And Sunday afternoon, it's customary for families to get in the car and go calling on relatives. Of course, there's always somebody who tries to get out of going, especially to visit in-laws. Guess who's trying to get out of going? Now, Marjorie. Oh, I know how you feel about the Thompsons, Unky. But now that Bronco and I are expecting the baby, Mother Thompson thinks the family should get together more often. Well, Marjorie, I'm tired. I passed the collection plate at church this morning. Those nickels and dimes are heavy. I can't go visiting either. Look, I've already got my tie off. Leroy, untie the knot. Don't pull it off over your head. Gosh, Uncle, next Sunday I'll just have to tie it again. Oh. Well, tie it again right now, Leroy. We're all going to the Thompsons. Unky, Mother Thompson especially wants you to come to meet her sister. Her sister? You mean there's another one like Mrs. Thompson? <laughs> Quiet, Leroy. Unky, she's Broncos and Victoria. And Victoria? She isn't married. Well, if she's Mrs. Thompson's sister, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, 
monkey. By George, if Mrs. Thompson thinks she can use me to entertain her sister, she has another thing coming. All right. We don't go then, huh, Unc? Marjorie, tell her Leroy and I can't make it. Oh, boy, what a keen uncle. Now, just a minute, Uncle Morris. I'm not covering up for you this time. If you are not going, you can just call her yourself. Well, I'll get a good strong cigar and call her from Peavy's. <laughs> Uncle Mort, you haven't been to the Thompsons since they moved to Summerfield. Well, I haven't been to the glue factory since it moved to Summerfield either. <laughs> Have a good time, my dear. What can I do for you this fine Sunday afternoon? Give me a big black cigar. A big black one? I don't seem to have one of those. How about a big dark brown one that gives off black smoke? Sounds great, Phoebe. And uh, give me a cup of coffee, too. Black or dark brown? Uh, Dark brown. Very well. Care to have your coffee on a flying saucer, Mr. Gildersleeve? Flying saucer? <laughs> I've been reading Lil Abner. Oh. Oh, yes. Seems flying saucers are coming to Dogpatch. Uh, yes, I read him at the breakfast table, Peavy. Oh. Well, I never read the funnies at the breakfast table. A house rule, Peavy? No, but when Mrs. Peavy comes to the table in curlers, nothing seems very funny. <laughs> oh, attractive woman. Here's your coffee, Mr. Gilbert. <laughs> Thank you, Phoebe. Who's that? Hmm, looks like Judge Hooker in his new car. Well, the old goat's been talking about getting a new car. Well, from now on, it looks like the car's going to do the talking for him. Quite a car. Yeah, chartreuse. How can the judge afford a car like that? He must have given up his Kalak water. Hello, Peavy. Gilda. Hello, Judge. I got a new car. Yeah, so uh, Well, gentlemen, what do you think of it? It looks like a wonderful car, Judge, but who picked the color? I did, and I think I made a wonderful choice, don't you, Peavy? Well, it matches your tie. <laughs> it matches Gildy's face, too. What's this, Judge? You can't hide it, Gildy. You're positively chartreuse with envy. <laughs> It's 130 horsepower, Gildy. My, my, isn't that dangerous? Well, the only danger is when I stop the car. Oh? When I open the door, all the pretty girls try to jump in. Oh, my goodness. But since I don't have a pretty girl, how'd you like to take a spin, Gildy? Oh, I'd like to, Judge. I'm not doing anything this afternoon. Splendid. I'd like to show you how it works. It has no clutch pedal and no gears to shift. Of course, that costs extra. Well, if it doesn't have any gears, why does it cost extra? Well, it has gears, Peavy. You just don't have to shift them. Oh, oh. Are you ready, Gildy? Well, I have to make a phone call to the Thompsons first. Oh, are you hobnobbing with your in-laws these days? That's the one thing I'm trying to avoid, Judge. Mrs. Thompson's spinster sister is in town, and she's trying to hook me into entertaining her. Well, that shouldn't be difficulty for you, uh, Gildy. You're a big hit with elderly ladies. All right, Judge. If you'd care to take her a gift from the pharmacy, I have some nice heating pad. No, thanks, Peavy. 
not getting involved with the old crow. Well, let's go, Gildy. Yeah, I'll be with you since I make the phone call, Judge. I just can't wait to get out on the open road and put my foot down on the accelerator. He, he, he darn narrow door. Yeah. Yeah. I may as well go for a ride with the judge. Mrs. Thompson won't mind if I don't show up. Hello? Hello, Mrs. Thompson. This is Mr. Gildersleeve. About this afternoon, I'm just dying to come over, but I can't make it. A little matter has come up. Legal. Sorry. Just a moment. I'll call her to the phone. <laughs> call who? Mrs. Thompson. You want to speak to her? Say, wait a minute. I'm not so sure I do. Who are you? I'm Mrs. Thompson's sister. You? And Victoria? Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, people who know me call me Vicky. What a voice. <laughs> Go away, goosebumps. What did you say? Yeah, I, I said if I didn't come over, I'd be a chump. Oh. But you said you couldn't make it. I said I'm dying to come. Well, I'll tell Mrs. Thompson. Goodbye. Wait a minute. You sound quite a little younger than Mrs. Thompson. You are, aren't you? I don't tell little boys all they'd like to know. Goodbye. Well, here's one little boy who's going to find out. Uh, are you ready to try out my new car, Gildy? Uh, sorry, Judge. I have to dash home, then rush over and entertain Mrs. Thompson's sister. But, Gildy, I thought you weren't going over there. Judge, I'm not a man to ignore family obligations. <laughs> my, my. Peavy, a moment ago, he didn't want to go and entertain the little old lady, and now he just can't wait to get over there. Gildy's a hard man to understand. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Yes, indeed, my boy. But you said... Well, I got to thinking it over. And after all, Mrs. Thompson is Marjorie's mother-in-law. We owe her something. Yeah? What? <laughs> Never mind. When people are kind enough to invite us over, the least we can do is accept and be gracious about it. But Marge and Bronco have gone already. Well, we'll meet them over there. Now, get your hair combed and put on a clean shirt. We want to look nice for Aunt Victoria. Yeah. Hey, how old is she, Unc? Well... Do you think she came across the plains in a covered wagon? Yeah, I doubt it. How do you know? Well, I... There's something funny going on here. What made you change your mind about going on? Nothing. I simply... Leroy, go change your shirt. We're in a hurry. I'll be downstairs. Okay. When I'm calling you... Yep, Leroy and I decided to go to the Thompsons after all, Bertie. <laughs> How do I look? Mr. Gillsleeve, you don't look like a man calling on your in-laws. You look like a man trying to get in-laws. <laughs> Mr. Gillsleeve, I sure am glad you changed your mind about going. Well, good. What made you change your mind about going? Well, Bertie, I've been thinking this thing over. Yes, sir. It's a pretty good idea for in-laws to visit each other. Yes, sir. In fact, I intend seeing a great deal more of the Thompson family in the future. Yes, sir. So I went to the phone and called the Thompsons and told Vicky I'd be over. Vicky? Uh, Broncos and Victoria. Yes, sir. <laughs> 
I wonder what she's laughing at. The Great Gildersleeve returns in just a moment. It's fresh. Fresh. Really fresh. Fresh. Always fresh. Fresh. That's why it tastes so good. It's parquet margarine made by Kraft. Every woman knows that freshness in a margarine is like style in a hat. It's an intangible value that can't be weighed or measured, but it makes the difference between something that's merely good and something that's truly wonderful. Parquet margarine is fresh. Really fresh. Always fresh. Parquet is blended fresh from top-grade American farm products. It's rushed fresh by truck to your store, sold fresh by your grocer. Every pound of car parquet is flavor-dated. Dealer stocks are regularly inspected by Kraft men. That's why Kraft can positively guarantee to you that wherever or whenever you buy parquet margarine, it will be fresh. Really fresh. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Where colored margarine is sold, get yellow parquet in its new aluminum foil wrap. Elsewhere, get parquet in the handy color quick bag or regular package. Well, let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. Our KG Water Commissioner didn't plan to drive over to visit the Thompsons this afternoon until he called to express regrets and heard the voice of Mrs. Thompson's sister, Aunt Victoria. People who know me call me Vicky. What a voice. <laughs> Watch it, Uncle, you're running into the curb. Oops. Sorry, Vicky. I mean, Leroy. <laughs> what a character. Now, let's see. The house should be along here somewhere. There it is, Uncle. Number one, First Street. Yeah, number one, First Street. <laughs> Guess Bronco's absent-minded father picked the address. It's a number he can remember. Hey, somebody's at the window. I see the curtains moving. Well, I guess they're anxious to see us. <laughs> I wish I could drive up in a snappy car like the judges. Who is it, Edward? Mr. Gildersleeve? No, it must be the gardener. It looks like his car. Here, let me see. Oh, Edward, that's Mr. Gildersleeve. It is? Must be Gildersleeve in the gardener's car. <laughs> oh, Edward. Well, let's prepare for a very dull afternoon. But since Victoria's here, I had to invite him. Answer the door, Edward. Yes, Martha. I wonder why he came to the front door. <laughs> well. Good afternoon, Mr. Thompson. Well, hello. Martha, it isn't the gardener. It's Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> Good afternoon, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah, hello, Mrs. Thompson. And little Leroy. Little? I've been growing. <laughs> well, this is a happy occasion. I've always said that families should get together more often. Where's Aunt Victoria? Victoria? Yeah, that's why Aunt came over. Leroy? You came. Of course, Marjorie. You wouldn't miss it. Well, let's everybody sit down and talk. Uh, Bronco went for some ice cream. Oh, boy, did he know I was coming? There'll be plenty, Leroy. I think I'll go outside and wait for him. Stay in the yard, my boy. Okay. <laughs> Growing boy. 
Uh, by the way, Mrs. Thompson, I, I can't help noticing that your sister Vicky, uh, I mean Victoria, isn't here. She's awfully attractive, Unky. Yeah, I imagine. Where is she? Oh, she'll be back in time for dinner. Uh, good. Uh, has a date, has she? Well, if she has, she didn't tell us about it. Of course, it's hard to keep track of Victoria. Oh? Oh. <sighs> Fascinating woman, Victoria. Edward? Well, like Martha. <laughs> you sneaked out of that one. Uh, if you'll excuse me now, I'll go and see about dinner. Marjorie, would you like to help? Oh, of course, Mother Thompson. Uh, see you later, Anki. Yeah, ta-ta. Well, Mr. Thompson, the ladies have left us. I guess we'll have to amuse ourselves. Yes. Uh, let's talk, Gildersleeve. Good idea. Nice Sunday, isn't it? Sunday? Oh, yes. Uh, Saturday was nice, too. Yeah, nice. But then, uh, so was Friday, Gildersleeve. Oh, Mr. Thompson, have you any idea where Victoria went? Uh, not that this isn't an interesting conversation. She is very interesting. You are? Victoria. Gildersleeve, I can't understand why you're not more interested in Victoria. Me? I am. You are? You Well... Only because she's Bronco's aunt. And your wife's sister. Oh, Oh, brother, he's on to me. Gildersleeve, there is a woman. Oh? Well, tell me more. I mean, uh, I guess you know her quite well. Oh, yes. I met her at our wedding. Strange thing, Gildersleeve. When I was courting my wife, Victoria was around the house someplace... But Martha didn't let me see her until after we were married. She must be quite a woman. Where did you say she was, Mr. Thompson? Huh? After all, uh, Mrs. Thompson invited me over to meet her. I'm here to entertain her. Where is she? Well, Victoria didn't think it was very exciting around here, so she uh, took a walk in the park. Restless girl. Oh? I think I'll take a walk in the park. I'm a little restless myself. Uh, by the way, Mr. Thompson, what's Victoria's last name? Chase. Chase? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder which way she went. Quite a few women out here. I don't even know what Vicky looks like. All I know is she's quite a woman. Say, there's an attractive woman walking up ahead. I'll bet that's Vicky. Victoria? I beg your pardon? Oops, sorry. <laughs> Looks more like a Victorian tintype. <laughs> be more careful. Any pretty girl could be Victoria. Say, I talked to her on the phone. I can tell by that voice. Oh, here comes a pretty girl. Pardon me, miss. Oh, just a minute, you. You, officer. Didn't see you standing behind that tree. <laughs> I know you didn't. I had my eye on you. Yeah? What do you mean, talking to every lady that passes? Now, officer, you've got me all wrong. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm looking for a friend. You can't look on my beat, Johnny. Johnny? Now, see here. I'm city water commissioner. Yeah? Well, I'm Harry Truman, and if I catch you talking to any more ladies, I'll call out the Marine. Oop. (laughs) 
all over the park, and I can't find her. wonder if she did have a date. Oh, well. I'll go around the other side of this statue and sit down. Not going back to the Thompsons until time for dinner. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Well, organ grinder with a monkey. An attractive woman feeding you peanuts. Blonde, too. That's all the peanuts you can have now. Come back later. <laughs> Look at the little monkey tip his hat. <laughs> Goodbye, you little cutie. Lucky monkey. <laughs> Say, that voice. It's Vicky. Boy, will she be glad to see me. Wonder if she'll recognize my voice, too. <laughs> hello. Oh, hello. Hey, mind if I sit over here? No, not at all. Well, I was sitting over there. <laughs> but I hate to sit in front of General Grant on a running horse, even if it is a statue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does look dangerous. Yep. Didn't recognize my voice. I'll give her a little clue. Uh, happen to know anybody in the water department? No, but it's strange you should ask me that. It is? Because that's why I'm out here in the park. Oh? Don't tell anybody, but I'm avoiding the water commission. Oh. <laughs> I suppose it's all right to talk to you like this here in the park. You look harmless. Uh, harmless. You see, I'm visiting my sister, and she wanted me to meet him because he's uh, sort of in the family, you know. But her description of him frightened me a little. You did? Oh, she can't stand him, you know. Of course, I don't know anybody here, and I'm lonely. You are? Yes. But I'm not that lonely. <laughs> I don't have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Well, I'd better be going. Goodbye, Miss Chase. Oh, you know my name? Wait a minute. Who are you? I'm the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> you mean you're Mr. Gildersleeve, the water commissioner? Well, I may as well admit it. You'd find it out sometime. Well, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. You came to find me in the park, you darling. <laughs> oh, you darling. I didn't know how my sister could ever think you unattractive. Well, I've never been able to figure that out either. <laughs> Come on over here and sit down. Why, this is the best thing that's happened to me since I've been here. Well. Whoops. Is that a little close? Anybody mind? Well, I'm sure General Grant won't. No, it's after five o'clock and he's a union man. <laughs> oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, I just can't understand that sister of mine. You can't. You know, of course, I've always considered her a little dull and conventional. And I suspect she considers me a... a little flirt. I don't know why. <laughs> Let me look at you. You're handsome. Well... You know, I had entirely the wrong picture of you. I... Oh... Let Vicky flick the lint off your lapel. Uh, there. <laughs> and to think I doubted you. 
I never had any doubts about you. You didn't? What did you think Bronco's Aunt Victoria would be like? Well, I, I knew you'd be blonde, beautiful, the most attractive. Oh, there. Oh, for Judge Hooker. Well, I see you got out of your obligation this afternoon. Uh, judge. I thought you'd be entertaining Bronco's terrible old aunt. Judge. I didn't say anything about her being terrible. You did, too. You said she was an old crow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Judge, you've ruined everything. Ruined what? Guilty. Aren't you going to introduce me to your attractive friend? You don't want to meet me, Judge. I'm the old crow. <laughs> oh, uh, pardon me. Uh, I was only quoting Gilday. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, Miss Chase, this is Judge Hooker. How do you do? <laughs> well, I'd better be going. A good idea, Judge. Oh, Judge, is that beautiful car yours? Yes, it's brand new. <laughs> Chartreuse, my favorite color. It does something for a blonde. What's going on here? Well, I see no reason why a superior court judge shouldn't indulge in a little color. Oh, are you a superior court judge? Very superior. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't we all go for a drive? Now, judge. Oh, I'd love to. I've never been out with a real judge. What a flirt. You're coming, aren't you, Gilded? Uh, no, thanks. And, uh, Vicky, we should be getting back to dinner. Oh, well, if I don't make it, my sister will understand. Yeah, I guess she will. <laughs> oh, what an adorable car. Look, no shift. <laughs> <laughs> there she goes. Into my life and right out. Without shifting. <laughs> Well, I, I don't care. Hey, Oh, hello, Leroy. Time to eat. They sent me to get you. Where's Aunt Victoria? Well, Leroy... Was that her that just drove off with the judge? Yes. Yes, it was. Poor Unc. Let me sit down beside you and cheer you up. Now, Leroy, I don't need cheering up. Yeah, I understand. Gosh, the only reason you came over was to be with her... And she drives off with your best friend. Leroy, the judge is just showing her how the car operates. Ha! <laughs> oh, is that young man? Nothing. Who's Peanuts? Hers. She was feeding a monkey. Then she ran off with an old goat. Now, buck up, Bunk. Let's go feed the Peanuts to the monkey. That'll be a good way to forget her. Leroy, there's nothing to forget. She doesn't mean a thing to me. Not a thing. boy, Unc. Hey, is this her handkerchief? Boy, is it loaded with perfume. Let me see. Uh, I wonder if she'll be back for dinner. What a monkey she's making out of him. <laughs> Here, Uncle, you eat the peanuts. Leroy! <laughs> Great Gildersleeve will be right back. Don't forget, the margarine that tastes so good because it's always fresh is parquet margarine made by Kraft. In states where the law permits, you can get yellow parquet margarine in its new aluminum foil flavor saver wrap at the lowest price in history. Elsewhere, get parquet in the handy color quick bag or regular package. In any package, parquet is the margarine that tastes so good because it's always fresh. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y, parquet margarine made by Kraft. Mm -hmm. 
going, Unc? Just for a little walk, my boy. Down to the drugstore, maybe. I don't know why I should be upset about Vicky. I only went over there because I had nothing else to do. And the judge. The way he melted when she smiled. Silly old goat. <laughs> Anybody could see she only went with him because he had that new car. Well, she's not fooling me. I have my eyes wide open. Those silky little blondes are going to wind me around a finger. I wasn't born yesterday. No, sir. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, who said that? Hello. Vicky. I'll bet you were on your way over to my house to return my handkerchief. Well. You aren't angry because Vicky ran away this afternoon, well, are you? Uh... You're a darling. Well. <laughs> yeah, I knew she'd come back. Gildersleeve, you have a way with women. <laughs> the Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White, with music by Robert Armbruster. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Earl Ross, and Richard Legrand. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. Here's a quick, pleasant way to make leftovers more delicious. Just add a little Kraft prepared mustard and you'll add a lot of tang. Hidden flavors in boiled ham, sausage, most any meat, pop right out. Every bite tastes better. Now you can get two kinds of Kraft mustard. Salad mustard, delicately spiced for those who prefer a milder flavor, and Kraft mustard with snappy horseradish added. Have both kinds in your pantry. Then with every meat dish, hot or cold, just add a little mustard and you'll add a lot of tang. Kraft prepared mustard. There you have it, friends, from September 13th, 1950, and today's episode of The Great Gildersleeve, starring Willard Waterman. Well, today's show, Gildersleeve's plan was to, well, it was actually probably Marjorie and Bronco's plan, and that was for them to go over to Bronco's parents' house. Let's all meet at my house, said Bronco's parents to Gildersleeve and Marjorie and Bronco and all them folks. Well, that was the plan. Gildersleeve then planned to meet with Aunt Victoria at over to the parents' house. But no, things had changed. And, well, while Bing Crosby says, let's all meet at my house, that's not exactly what happened with our friend Gildersleeve. Here is the great Bing Crosby on Sounds Like Radio. What is wrong with everybody lately? What the deuce has happened to the gang? No one chews the rag, no one pulls a gag. 
Said, do I have to whip the whole shebang? Times are not as bad as what you read. And yours truly knows just what you need. Let's all meet at my house. Just make yourselves at home. I'll drag out my banjo if someone will play the comb and will sing all the old songs in case someone feels blue. Let's all meet at my house. Let my house be your house too. I'll take you to his house if you be my sweetheart. Oh, no solo. This is good neighbor work. My darling, I'm ready whenever you care to start. That's right. Take the big red bus. If they play post office, remember... I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, now, Woodward, break it up. So let's go to his house. It seems like the thing to do. Come on. Let's all get together And maybe lift a few Let's all meet at my house Let my house be your house too Oh yeah, let's all meet at my house From Bing Crosby That was Woody Herman joining in with Bing on the vocal there and that was the Woody Herman Orchestra, so I, I suppose Woody must have fit that, uh, well, if Bing's going to sing with my orchestra, I got a right to sing with Bing. <laughs> and he did, too. Yeah, Woody Herman and Bing Crosby, let's all meet at my house. Well, that ain't a bad idea, especially if you want to meet at your somebody's house to go meet a goyle. And, uh, well, yeah, it can happen, but that happens when uh, Marjorie... And Bronco tried to get Gildersleeve to go there. They said to Gildersleeve, wait till you see her. They were talking about Aunt Victoria. But maybe over there at the Bronco parents' household, maybe they were telling the same thing to Aunt Victoria. They might have been saying to her, wait till you see him. Yeah, just like Doris Day says. Here is Doris Day. And wait till you see him. Till you hear him laugh Painters of paintings Writers of books Never could tell the half 
That's the way Gildersleeve and Aunt Victoria felt when they saw each other for the first time. Wait till you see him slash her. You won't believe her eyes. I wonder if she could believe her eyes when she saw Gildy. Oh, oh, you know, I don't know how Aunt Victoria looks, but sounds like she looks pretty good uh, from listening to this show. So maybe Gildersleeve, maybe he couldn't believe his eyes either. Well, friends, I can't believe my ears because the show is already over. There you have it for the Sounds Like Radio of today. Originally, we heard a September 13th, 1950 Great Gildersleeve episode, along with all this really nice music, huh? Yeah, some stuff we haven't played before. And by the way, that Doris Day song came from an album called Duet. She made that album with Andre Previn. That's why you heard that little sort of piano solo and piano accompaniment for Doris. She was doing that album, recording it with Andre Previn. Well, that'll do it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. Had some nice music, a good great Gildersleeve, and some fun on the Wii. Well, till next time then, I am your humble host saying so long for now. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody.